I've got a sort of bit of concern about um, our family because Carol was led by the Holy Spirit to speak on the tongue. And now I've been asked to speak on quarrels among <laughs> fighting amongst believers. <laughs> the Lord's got something he wants to say to us. Well, I'm sure he's got something to say to us all this morning. It's a great joy to be with you and uh, to share in fellowship and uh, uh, the love of the Lord. We've just made an amazing proclamation, haven't we? Did you realise just what you're saying? I will love you, Lord, with all of my being, with all of my soul, with all my strength, I will love you, Lord. We just sang that. What does that mean? It means two things. Number one, I will worship him. I'll be a worshipper. And two, my love is revealed in my obedience to his word. That's true love. Not just a, a, a simple declaration. We have actually made a promise that no matter what we would worship him and with all the strength that we have that we would obey him and we'd be children of worship and obedience. It was lovely um, um, that we just had a reading of Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs is a lovely book. When I, um, in, in prison, um, they, in their Bible studies, they choose, they have a, a, a chapter of Proverbs which is read every Bible study. And if the Bible study is on the 11th of the month, they go to Proverbs chapter 11 and they read the whole of Proverbs. If it's on the 28th, they'll go to Proverbs chapter 28 and read the whole of Proverbs. And then the men that are there, they're asked how that chapter is spoken to them. And it's most enlightening what the Lord says and how he speaks to them. And so, but we read a bit about he wants to make straight our paths. I won't ask you how many of us want straight paths, but do we want straight paths? Of course we do. I don't like the crooked bits and the, the bits where you can't see. He wants to make straight our paths. And uh, is all that's ended with this statement about wisdom, that all her paths are peace. Hey, that's good, isn't it? Yeah? Not only to have straight paths, but to have some peace paths. Yeah? In a world in which peace is, is hugely needed. And so, let's turn, shall we, to James um, chapter 4. If you've got a Bible, you could turn to it now. Uh, and remembering when these letters were written, they didn't have chapter and verse. That chapter and verse is just there for our own reference. It flowed. So I just want to take us back one verse into, into chapter uh, 3, verse 18. Links into Proverbs. It says, Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. 
Peacemakers who sow in peace, what do they reap? A harvest of... Sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. Then it goes on to chapter 4. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Huh? It's just moved from peacemaking to something that's far removed from peacemaking. Fights and quarrels among you? Among who? Among the Christians. It's written to, a, to, to churches. Christians, born again, people who, who want to worship and obey Jesus. All of a sudden, James has turned around and said, well, what's causing all this strife in your life? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire but you do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want. So you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives. Pow, pow, pow. Uh, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Hmm. If that wasn't one barrel that was fired at us, listen to the next one. You adulterous people. Don't you know friendship with the world means enmity with God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think Scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell within us, but he gives us more grace? That is why the Scripture says, God opposes the proud, but shows favour to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. You can say hallelujah to that. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn and well. This is to the church, he's saying this. Grieve, mourn and well. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord. And he will lift you up. Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and to destroy. But you, who are you to judge your neighbour? Hmm. Father, we need your Holy Spirit here. Father, not only to understand, but Father, that we might, we might be sorrowful, Father, for the stuff that we allow in our lives, Father. And Father, that we may allow you to, to lift us up in, in due time. That we will not try and exalt ourselves, but we will be exalted by the Lord our God because we're your children. So Father, set us free from any habits or anything in our life that are displeasing to you. For we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Peacemakers it starts with, and then it quickly moves to troublemakers. Uh, which do you want to be? I know what God wants us to be, but the choice is yours and mine. 
whether we're going to be a peacemaker or we're going to be a troublemaker. We're going to make something. We make stuff around us. We do. And the choice is ours. James is pretty confrontational. This book is, is not comfortable reading. He says it as it is. He doesn't mince his words. And we're in an age in which conflict, quarrels and fights abound. Not only within families, but with our, our neighbours, within group, social groups, within nations, even within a church. And that's really an anathema to God. He's not talking about disagreements here. We've got a right to disagree. We, we can... Uh, we can disagree over our, our interpretation of, of the Word of God, and it, that's and we can debate that, and we can discuss. But this this is talking about something quite different here. He's talking about spats, fights, and quarrels, and it, 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 in our society, this sort of attitude is fueled. I would say by the media, by including the papers and TV, also social media, to get over my view, my judgmental view, in someone's face, without any humility. This is what's right, because I say so. And uh, I was thinking about social media, because it's an easy forum to do that, because it's it's distant, but it's it, and it's immediate. And I think there's parts of the social media that are unsocial media. Yeah, it's the wrong name for it. Quite the wrong name. But I can say what I like, how I like, because it's based on my feelings, my own opinion. And I think in society, it's almost epitomised by. This is in my own personal view by Prime Minister's Question Times, which is now televised, which is a bear pit, basically. An opportunity to be nasty and to say what you want under parliamentary privilege. Um, and it, it, it just gives the wrong message. Oh, I would, it would change, yeah. And James wants to deal with the root, not the outcome. He's, he's not saying, don't do these things. He's asking the question, why do you do these things? So he's not after being sort of a, 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 a peacekeeper. Stop doing it. He said, Ian, why do you do this? What is it in your life that makes you like this? Think about it. Ask yourself the question of why you are the way you are. Why are you as contentious? Why you get so upset that it, it causes you to react? What is it in you, Ian, that makes this happen? Why is it that strife can happen so readily? And you are a partaker in this? Have you ever heard a quarrel with just one person? 
Well, you might quarrel with yourself. But it's a <laughs> and you've got real problems when you do that, I tell you. Because <laughs> you are really double-minded if you quarrel with yourself. But we do quarrel with ourselves because we quarrel with the Holy Spirit within us. But it takes, as it takes two to tango, it takes two to quarrel. A conflict takes two. So this isn't about the other person, this is about you and me. Do you want me to go on? <laughs> That's the difference between a peacekeeper and a peacemaker. A peacemaker gets to the resolution of what what's the issue is. So conflict isn't the real problem in James's eyes. It's stop pointing at other people. Stop getting involved in the blame game that that you're more guilty than I am. I'm not as bad as you. You caused this. This is your fault. Sorry, this is a random pointing. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's come up to me afterwards and said, you were looking at me when you said that. (laughs) I don't know what's like this. Point at your own heart. He said, what is behind the conflict? And often it's hurt. Sometimes it's pride. Sometimes it's jealousy. Often it's selfishness. Though we don't readily admit that. But if we really think about it, you know, there's, there's selfishness in us all. Covetousness. A wounded soul. When something happens or someone says something, it touches something in me. It doesn't, doesn't stir up, evoke a humble response. It's one of uh, reaction, protection. Do not come near that. I've always struggled, and I think I may have said that that my mum and dad, in latter life, they became Christians, and they were wonderful. But they stayed together because of the children when we were young, and there was conflicts. There was shouting, there was arguments, there was... and, uh, And it was just awful. And I can remember withdrawing into myself because of it. And now with a raised voice, something immediately, if it happens in me, if I hear a raised voice, I I want to, please don't do that. And there's a bit of that in 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 us all. And so, and he must say, rid yourself of these things, Ian. That you, you may live in proper peace as a group of believers. That's what the world longs to see, a, a church without strife. Well, not without strife, but I mean without, without, without angst. We can truly, we can agree to disagree in love. It's possible. In fact, it's God's desire. Not that I withdraw, retract, think badly of. 
worst foul mouth someone, to get someone over to my way of thinking, to somehow build me up and, yeah, you're, you're, you're right, Ian. There's only one that's right, and that's God. Verses 1 to 3, What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your own desires that battle within you? You desire, but you do not have, so you kill. You cover, and you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have, because you do not ask, and when you ask, you do not receive, because you ask with the wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. It's just the battle is within you. You see it without you, but the real issue is within you. You look for the problem in the other person. But the real problem is my, my own passion, the own things that really mean something to me. You do not get what you, what you do not ask for. And when you do ask, it's the wrong motive. You're asking things for selfishness. And you could say immediately, I'm not selfish. I'm not talking about anyone, but I'm talking about the word of God. That there's selfishness in, in us all if we really, really think about it. And we think about our prayers. Is it that this would give me a quiet life? I don't like it. Is it good because I want it easy? This sort of our pleasure, this hedonism, it's part of, of our, our, our way of thinking. The early church didn't know pleasure like you know pleasure and I know pleasure. That this God is here to please me. I want things to happen around me that please me. When I ask, why do I get upset? You know, sometimes it's my feelings. I want what is going to offer me greatest pleasure. I've moved offline from God's will. And when my motive is self, I move away from the first commandment of loving God and loving others. Somehow this, this ugly substitute has taken its place. No wonder he talks about No one's smiling at me. I'm either, or God's t- pressing a button, or I'm, <laughs> I've lost you. <laughs> How can we rid ourselves? And James goes on, you adulterous people. Don't you know your friendship with the world means enmity with God? Therefore anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think the scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us? But he gives more grace. That is why scripture says God opposes the proud but shows favour to the humble. I need to see this issue as God sees it. And God uses words like adultery and jealousy, which are really strong. Israel was an adulterous nation. 
because it, 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 its desire moved from God to the things which were not God. And God's a jealous God. He's, you, you think, yes, he's a God of love, but that, that love is jealous. He doesn't want to share your affection with the world. He doesn't, he, he cannot, he cannot just accept that duplicity of me being one foot, my pleasures are in the world. And yet I profess that I follow him. You know, he's the thing saying, the, the, the world behind me, the cross before me. I've died for that stuff. Now I just want to live for God. I want to live for Jesus. I want to love him with my whole being. And God is jealous when he sees my affection moving away from him. When he sees my, the self, the self-love I'm called to love God with all my heart, soul and mind. He expects primacy, the first place. And if we do anything today and put him in the first place, put him back to where he should be, on the throne of my life. And then my paths will start being straight. And then my paths will start being peace paths. I ask God for things that will fuel the wrong passion. Gimme, gimme, gimme. A friend of the world. He will not answer. If we live for ourselves. And so he's saying here, look Ian, see it as it is. See it as God sees it. This is spiritual adultery. But praise the Lord, he gives more grace. Hallelujah. This isn't just wanting to slap me on the wrist. It's an Ian, there's a better way. It's so much better. And verses 6 through 10 or 7. Submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee for you from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. See, double-minded. Breathe, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. I've probably underlined in my Bible, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. But I haven't underlined, breathe, mourn, and wail. Should have done, but didn't. He said, how do we rid ourselves? How do we get free of this? How do we start pleasing God? We respond with repentance. We humble ourselves before God. I remember when I was a young Christian, we, we had a little card. You can remember it, Carol. It was, not I, but Christ, it said. And the C was bent. And the I was upright. Yeah? And it was that God wanted us to humble ourselves. He, he wanted not the I in me, he wanted it to be a curved C. Christ. I'd humble myself. God opposes the proud, that root of stubbornness in me, that I'd submit to God. 
I change direction. I draw near to God. Stop flirting with the world, Ian. Don't do it. Get closer. It's like the prodigal son, isn't it? He had to actually repent. He had to see it as it was. Not just be aware of his father's love, but see the, the, the depravity of eating pig swill as a Jewish young man. He had to, to grieve in his heart and say, yeah, yeah, even my servants in my father's house are living better than I am. He had, to, he had to feel the sorrow of what he had done. And when he turned and started his road back, his father ran to him, draw near to God, and he'll draw near to you. I mean, just turn. Know the father's embrace. Hallelujah. Know the warmth of his heartbeat. Take action. He says, wash your hands, purify your hearts. Destroy the idol of self. Get rid of it. Stop being double-minded. And this process of healing, of genuine sorrow, grieving, mourning, well, resist the devil. Oppose the one who opposes you. You know, sometimes we can play on his, in his team. God must have done, hang on a minute. Hey, that one's my one, he's playing on the other side. He doesn't belong there. Start playing for the real team. Don't flirt. And the good news is that he will exalt you. And verse 11 and 12 is the proof of that. Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are keeping it. You are, you are not keeping it, but you are sitting in judgment on it. There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy. But you, you are not to judge your neighbour. By disobeying the law, we're judging the law. He's saying you can't do that. The proof of this repentance is I do not speak evil, I do not defile, I do not slander anyone. Even in my mind. I stop judging other people. I stop being a critic. You know, this is a... The, the 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 publican and the, uh, the Pharisee and the, the sinner praying together. Mm, one's beating his chest. Hey, I'm glad I'm not like him. He's being a critic. And the, the one who's repentant says, you know, great sinner that I am. Says, whose prayer is God listening to? The broken, contrite. God is the lawgiver. My own failures are as bad as anyone else's. And what right have I got to sit in judgment? 
So he says, in humility, respond in love because of what God has done. You can be right and remain silent, you know. Carol spoke about that. Rarely we're 100% right, rarely. I'd even say never. I'm normally 99%. (laughs) Is this true? You tell me (laughs) Carol says that she always used to pray for Mr. Wright to come along. (laughs) And then she said, I didn't know his Christian name was always. You, know, you can want the last word. I, I've, I've done this many times. And it's so pathetic in a, in when, when you've got a disagreement to want the last word. And when you've got two people that want the last word, yeah? That is just unbelievable. And I've been there. It's right. We, we stand against Things that are abusive, things that are untrue. You've got a right to say that. It's not being a doormat. But this is about quarrels and fights. You do not have to react. Jesus taught this on the Sermon on the Mount. He said, you know, instead of punching back, turn the other cheek. Bite your tongue. He's the one that's going to defend you because he knows all the evidence. He doesn't need your two pennyworths. You don't have to exalt yourself because there's one who's going to exalt you in due time. Hallelujah. He will when all things are revealed. So, we come to the end. I say, let there be love shared among us. Let there be love. God looked for his spirit in his church. The spirit of unity, the spirit of oneness, the spirit of grace, the spirit of mercy. The spirit whose primary virtue is love. Tell me what covers a multitude of sins. Is it my judgment? Mm-hmm. What does the Bible say covers a multitude of sins? Say it. Love. 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 Love does. Love doesn't say sin's okay. But love takes the poison. Shall we pray? Father, I thank you. I thank you that there's a better way, there's a straight way. Oh, Father. Lord, we can't do this without you. This is is a God thing. Father, what we can do is is not call or love the world, its ways, its pleasures and self. This wasn't the way I wanted it. 
you've disappointed me. You've upset me. You've let me down. You said something about me. You didn't say something about me. Oh, Father, set us free. Set us free. And we can only do that, Lord, by by loving you and welcoming you afresh into our lives. Father, forgive us. I don't want to be this sort of person. I want to be one that brings pleasure to you, and I'm, I'm sure my brothers and sisters do. So, Father, show us the way, keep showing us the way to rid ourselves of these things. That in due time that you may exalt us. For we ask it in your name and for your glory. Amen. May God bless you all.